how to find. Okay. Um, so yeah, you might have to cut that bit. I was just I will. Uh, eating a crisp. Yes, and I was closing two windows. Hello, and welcome to Pressing Matters, a fly on the wall style podcast about WordPress, business, and life. Your hosts are Ian. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Ian's a plugin author and works for Delicious Brains. And Jack runs better notifications for WP and his web design agency. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Pressing Matters. Jack, how's things going with you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, my motivation has fallen off a cliff edge um, for some reason in the last week. I have no idea why. Um, fatigue, I guess, lockdown fatigue or something. I've just wanted to do anything else. Uh, I keep asking my wife every day, I was like, is it the weekend yet? So I can have a bit of a sort of a break from it. But um, but yeah, otherwise everything's, everything's fine. I'm still getting work done. It's just, you know my interest in getting it all done is is mm. uh, is gone and, and you can tell because it <clears throat> excuse me it always takes like a couple of days to uh respond to like an email or a message or something that i should have responded to you know like within a couple of hours or something so you just procrastinate and put things off until you can't do it anymore so i've been trying to uh rectify that today but it was quite nice yesterday i um uh i suffered with a bit of a bad back and i had to go into um bath to have uh, an appointment to get that looked at and uh and I, i've been to this sort of osteopath a lot but obviously he hasn't been open because of lockdown <coughs> excuse me and um i went in and was trying to like do a bit of a recce because obviously a shops are opening in a, like what three days time beginning of next week um and i was trying to do a bit of a recce trying to get an understanding of like how social distancing works in town if you need to go into town what do you do i mean we've survived so far but there's been things we definitely could have you know bought from going into our local town kind of thing that we've had to buy mm. online and it's been difficult to do it and it sometimes you know particularly with like a lot of uh healthcare products we've noticed it's a lot easier just to go into a shop so um we were just kind of getting an understanding of it but it did mean that we got to have a walk around bath which we haven't done for months uh coffee shops are open so we were you know i just went in myself but went in and grabbed a, a coffee and a chocolate brownie and it was like this little slice of normality for a moment it was really nice so yeah. um so that's that's put me on a bit of a high and probably helped me get my motivation back again uh, a bit today so um yeah that's that's it for me really how about yourself yeah good i i feel like i've had a bit of a similar week to you in terms of not necessarily motivation gone, but I feel, I still feel like there's a lot going on that I've you know got on in terms of work plate, and sometimes that just can get too much, and then I end up like taking two days to reply to emails or support tickets when really I should be doing it straight away. And yeah, it it's like going back to what we talked about maybe a couple of episodes ago. I'll just procrastinate on something else because that's more interesting, and that's still that's the hardest thing to then you know, sort of get 100% focus on what I should be doing. But no, generally mm. things are okay. It is a bit, it does feel a little bit better, I guess, in the UK with lockdown. Um, being out and about a little bit, I, you know, did a socially distanced visit to my parents one day last week and to my in-laws as well, like sort of staying well clear of them in the other end of the garden and enjoying obviously the, the good weather still. So that was kind of nice for, to actually see people properly <laughs> rather than, dropping 
groceries off at the door and like waving from the car as you speed off like mm. it's so yeah that that was nice it's just so s- strange and especially having the kids like running around the garden but just sort of saying look you need to stop at this point of the garden and stay two meters apart from granny and granddad it's like strangely that you know they're so adaptable that they kind of got on with it and just didn't and listened and and kind of enjoyed being in the garden but i think mm. as as adults it's so bizarre you know having to talk so far away from people and well obviously two meters is is the the rule but you try and do try and do a little bit more just because you don't you just don't want to be that person that passes stuff on even if you're like not ill or having symptoms like mm. yeah as much it's yeah, so no, yeah it's true. No, but it, yeah it's funny you should say that. I did actually see my um, my dad and sort of extent, a little bit of extended family um, at the weekend as well, and uh, my mother-in-law as well. I've forgotten about that. Um, and it was nice, you know, it was sort of, yeah, garden situation, uh, you know, uh, for my mother-in-law. It was uh, going out for a walk with uh, my dad and stuff, and that was nice. Um, it's funny, though, you say about kids and everything, because, like, my daughter's four, and Two, she doesn't know what two meters is. They haven't really done like units of measurement so much at school or anything yet. So, like yeah. you say, you got to keep two, two meters away because you're just regurgitating what you've been told. But she she has no idea what that is. So we just say, you know, you got to stay stay away um, from you know you can't like touch granddad or something like that. But um, we realise what that translates to for her, what she considers a distance from another person is probably about a metre to us. Mm. And actually, you know, that is about as good as we could get, you know, despite our best efforts to say, come back a little bit further, a little bit further. And of course, she just, being a four-year-old as well, she pushed that boundary just a little bit. How much further can I get to granddad? Because I'm being told not to go so close to granddad, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, but it, it was fine. I mean, you know, we know that, you know, uh, everyone's being sensible in our family and everything. We got no um, no issues with anybody. If we did, we wouldn't have been going to see them or anything like that. But well, this it is can it, be really it? difficult. Yeah, you don't. You you know that it's better than like than our kids going up to a stranger less than a meter because you don't know where they've been. But if everybody's sort of been pretty good at either isolating or shielding or st- staying away from people, that when you go and visit family members, it's probably okay. But yeah, obviously, I'm not a medical professional. Um, no, and this does not constitute medical advice. <laughs> indeed. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, so yeah, it's been another week of just trying to like, trying to get all the stuff done. But I think since we last spoke, I've I got pushed out the big release of WP User Manager. I say big release, it wasn't, it wasn't a massive release for the core plugin, but what came with it was a new ACF add-on that's been released a new update to the custom fields add-on. I think I did go through this, but um, and also an add-on for the newsletter plugin, which is on the mm-hmm. pretty popular, kind of like a WordPress self-hosted MailChimp, I guess, where you can set up lists and get people to subscribe to those lists with their email addresses on sign up and or different parts of the um, of, of sort of the WordPress user journey. Um, mm. So that's a, like an integration between WP User Manager. So if you're using WP User Manager for your registration forms you can you can now sort of integrate with the newsletter plugin and show a little opt-in to say um, sign up to my newsletter which is managed by that plugin so that's nice mm. it's good to get all that out and you know push out a new blog post and um, yeah and I've come to the realization that there's so much that needs to be done work-wise on 
all my plugins really that up until now I've been trying to like bash it out myself and and work on it all hours and it's just not sustainable like I'm burning the candle at both ends and putting in too many hours and I've still got client work that I need to do and that takes up a big chunk of time as well so if I continue mm. at that rate I'm going to be burnt out and I'm not going to actually get any add-ons you know improved or new add-ons built so I've, I've done another 180 in my thinking which I think I tried to, I, I had an experiment at the back end of last year where I thought look I just need to hire some development help like we've mm. spoken before about you, you know you've got a developer that you've used for BNFW in the past and I guess that has been helpful for you because it allows you to run your two businesses parallel you you do your client work for made with fuel like and you have a developer who's constantly working away on your plugin and your add-ons and it allows you to kind of move forward with multiple things at one time rather than being a massive drain just solely on your time mm. um, so I've started um, this week kind of hiring a few people via Upwork to try and see, look, can I get some issues tackled on like some of the plugins, see what see what they're like in terms of code and speed and uh, testing and everything. And then eventually find somebody that I can, or find a couple of people at least that I can rely on to like um, get new add-ons built, which is quite a, a, a struggle in itself because the new add-ons like, I need to think through what they need to do. I need to map out what they're going to, how they're going to work, then sort of give, I don't know, some indication of how they'll be implemented in code and write down some GitHub issues and then finally get a developer to do it. But all this stuff can't be done on my own. So I'm, I'm kind of, I feel better about it this week because I, did, I had a very, a few bad experiences with people that I thought were going to be really good and they weren't. And I kind of got disillusioned with the whole high outsourcing development um, mm. and hence kind of going back to like, oh, I'll just do it myself. I, c I could do it quicker and I could just blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, work until midnight every night. Um, so, but the, it's so far so good. I'm not going to say too much because I will just probably jinx it. But I found a couple of people that seem to be pretty good. Um, and like hopefully by next week I'll have a, a release of one of the add-ons like with five or six issues and new features being done and um, sort of seems to be a, the ball is rolling which is good um, and I also found a little bit more time to spend on that app that I talked about which again like I've gone through a, a phase of dropping it leaving it and realizing that like, I just need to leave it for a bit and now picking it up again and as soon as you get back mm. into something and you tackle a few issues, you kind of get reacclimatized of where you were with it, um, and like you just move past a few extra features that you've added. Suddenly, you're like, "Oh, I can, I can get this done. I can get this like actually released." And then you suddenly realize that it's actually there's so much more work. There's you've got to do the billing, you've got to do the marketing site, you've got to do some key features that people wouldn't pay for without it. And yeah, mm. suddenly it's like another mountain to climb, but. Yeah, that's 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 been my week. Um, yeah, yeah, um, I know what you mean. I've I've been putting off doing the um, the marketing site for my new plugin as well. Um, I've gotten a certain way with it, but uh, if, if for some reason I just find it. I mean, obviously, you know, putting together websites is the thing that I do, but I'm finding it a lot less interesting than actually building the plugin itself. It's almost like I want to outsource that part of it now. But mm. it's a business holiday as well, surely. Give. 
Yeah, it's the, it's the only thing I just want to, I really want to get it done. But yeah, it's just taking a long time. But I know that when I get into it, it will be absolutely fine. I'll really enjoy the process. It's just that getting started point of view. Um, yeah. But uh, never mind. Um, so yeah, I, I t- totally understand all, all of that. Um, if it helps, one thing I used to do, and I haven't done it for a long time, actually, but when I was trying to map out an idea, and I sometimes I find like using Trello or like just writing things down a bit boring because it's just text. So um, I used MindNode uh, for Mac, which, mm. you know, just it's, it's a mind mapping kind of thing. So, you know, plug a name in the middle or something like that, create an arm and then, you know, write out something like a feature. And then you can set off like little um, arms off of that and then to kind of plan out the feature. And then before you know, it, you've got this enormous looking thing, which looks far more detailed than it actually is. Like the text on it probably isn't that great. It's just that you've kind of mapped it all out into where those features are, you know, and how they're related and all that sort of stuff. And it just allows you to put something down without fleshing out too much. And then you can use that to flesh out some text in Trello or something like that, or mm. organize your, you know, Kanban board or whatever it might be. So I, I find that's quite useful if it helps. Yeah, no, that is a good suggestion actually, because I've kind of, I've gone from, there's one add-on that is being planned and it's, it's a medium size add-on that I've kind of gone from like a Trello board with some notes to then GitHub issues to say, right, it's going to need this in the back end and that means a new table and blah, 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 and actually fleshed out exactly what the requirement is and, and perhaps the implementation. And that's been okay because yeah. it's a medium-sized add-on, but there's another add-on that is is kind of like on my mind because it's it seems to be one of the ones that I've had a lot of customers or potential customers email and say, does it do this? Can I do this? Uh, and it it doesn't annoyingly at the moment but it's been on the radar for a while and the more people that um, message in about it and even somebody bought the add-ons and then or the one of the bundles and then wanted a refund because it didn't do x and i'm like well it doesn't say it does x but obviously i'm going to be working on that kind of thing um mm. but it's just made me prioritize it more but the issue is it's a big add-on like it's a real um it's going to be a bit of a challenge. It's going to be a lot going on and it's going to kind of, it's really going to enhance WP user manager um, even more than it is already. But yeah, I think the mind, that mind mapping tool probably was, it would be a good starting point. So yeah, I'll, I'll download that and have a, have a look, have a play. I've used them in the past. I think it'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it is useful. In fact, I've sort of thought of some use cases that I could probably use it for that I've been struggling against and one of them might be planning out the website a bit so maybe I'll just give it a go after this podcast Mm. um, and see how I get on again with it I haven't used it for I don't even think it's installed anymore actually I need to check but um, but yeah no that sounds good I I mean I I've actually done a surprising amount this week even though I've been you know not that I say not that motivated, um, you know, and working half days as I have been since the beginning of April, I think it is now. um, It's amazing how much I have got done and, um, you know, been able to to keep everything ticking over nicely as well without without much uh, effort. There's some some afternoons I felt like I could really do with an extra couple of hours to kind of see this through. But in those situations, I wonder whether I probably overwork in a way. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's almost better to kind of restrict restrict myself to half a day and everything. And but I'm I'm quite a big advocate of setting very strict work hours and not overdoing it too much. And I and I I realised that from quite early on. Actually, I realised I was sort of planning out eat, like this was like in the first year because I've been in 
but by, by I think February, I would have been self-employed for about 10 years. Mm. Well, for 10 years. And I realized within my first year, I was doing things like planning out emails, either in my head or like writing them down to clients, you know, on the, on say like a Saturday or something. I wasn't going to send them until the Monday, but I was putting them on Saturday. I thought, no, I shouldn't be doing that either. I shouldn't be doing it. all work within work hours. That's it. And um, once I realized that I've never, I've never gone back and I've been much happier for it. I, I recommend. Yeah, that. we, we do sound like complete opposites in that way. Like I'm, I'm just I, like completely the opposite in terms of I'll have Slack on my phone, work emails on my phone. I'll be constantly thinking about stuff. I'll be working, you know, every night after the kids have gone to bed. And yeah, I it's, but purely because I'm kind of flexible, I guess, in the day as well when they're, you know, come back from school or whatnot. And, um, but hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know whether or not it's, it's, uh, for me, it's reached the unhealthy point, and I need to change it, or that's just how my work life is, if you know what I mean. But it's definitely, it's not helped with lockdown because it's not as if we can go and do other stuff. And but it also, it's a bad trap to be in that is that's created by having kids because it's not like if we, if it was just me and my wife, of an evening once work had finished, we might go out, we'd go for dinner or we'd go to cinema or whatnot. But that is doesn't really happen very often because you've got two kids anyway and not much um childcare support around and especially less in lockdown so day the, night, the, the day night at home yeah i know it's terrible but the, the but also because she's she works on her online business and she mm. does the lion's share of the childcare mm -hmm. she generally works in the evening as well and we're both working so it's kind of like it's not like one of us is saying, "Oh, come on, put your laptop away." We're both we're both complicit. <laughs> we're both doing it. Um, yeah, no, so, I yeah, get that. I get it's, that. It's 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 hard, um, but yeah. Anyway, that that is uh, definitely should should be addressed at some point. But then, like, I'm also more productive in the evenings. Sometimes I feel like the nine to, nine to five working hours, or obviously you're doing like nine to one or whatever, like. Mm. set working hours don't always correlate with your productivity levels um no no that's that's quite true yeah no absolutely yeah um creativity you know when your mind is switched on i mean if i've had a really bad night's sleep i mean like our son at the moment he's teething um mm. he's got four through but we think he's got about three coming through all at once or something bless him oh. so um we you know um we're fully aware from you know having one that the second one, when they start teething, um, sleep and the amount of sleep you get is just going to take a nosedive. It's going to fall off a cliff edge. So I know that I'm in for some really sleepless nights or semi-sleepless nights coming up. And that's that's fine. I know that that's coming, but it, it doesn't mean that I can just all of a sudden switch my brain on as easily in the mornings when I go in for just work in the morning. So sometimes it's like, I just, it just, it's not worth it. I can't get in to my frame of mind. So I might start, I, I might take the morning off and have the afternoon instead. And that's the lovely thing about working half a day. But sometimes that doesn't happen until the evening. You know, like you say, it just, it just doesn't kick in. You almost need the inspiration of the day to fill you up enough for you to then be able to say, oh, actually, I'm, I'm really amped up to do this. I've got to go and do this yeah. now kind of thing. And sometimes, you know, obviously with having, you know, a family, it's very difficult to be able to do even that. But yeah, sometimes the evening comes along. It's like I just want to 
I should mm. go and do that now. Um, but I think after a while, I've sort of conditioned myself to almost not do that. I think it's, I, I think I do feel more productive in the morning where I definitely, especially as like a teenager and when I was in my twenties that like, I used to feel more productive in the evening, yeah. but I try and do more fun things now in the evenings to sort of uh, set things aside. Like, um, I don't know if, if I've even mentioned it to you, but I play drums and I've got an electric drum kit oh, nice. in my garage. So I go out quite, not all evenings, but quite a lot of, you know, like at least half the week, I go out and play drums for at least an hour in my garage, which is quite nice. Um, and, and thoroughly enjoy myself. And it's, especially during lockdown, it's really nice to have not only, I guess, a form of exercise, but a way to sort of thrash things out <laughs> a little bit, yeah. quite literally. Nice. So, um, nice. Yeah. Oh, the, when the lockdown started, because uh, we've got a garage now since we've moved, I really, really researched and considered kind of installing uh, like a, dr a driving range golf mat in the garage with a curtain net type thing to allow oh, yeah. me to like swing a club and hit balls in the garage. And then I went down like an internet rabbit hole of people who had set up proper indoor simulator setups in their garage, like gone to town with mm -hmm. fake grass, proper mat. Um, proper net proper projector proper kind of like tracking thing and i was like oh i would never need to go to the driving range ever again i could just go to the garage and then lockdown became a, a little bit more serious and i forgot about it but yeah having the ability to go somewhere and hit some drums or hit some balls is is, is pretty cool and now i've started thinking about it again so let's get off this topic i don't i don't need to spend money yeah. and time building it <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway um yeah we have mean. got some um pressing matters well it's not exactly news it's not exactly interesting but we've managed to secure another sponsor haven't we which is pretty pretty great we have, we've got yeah. um fastspring.com are our new sponsor so you're going to be hearing more about them about their service about how they allow you to sell digital goods um so we'll be we'll be talking more about them in future episodes and no doubt a bit in this episode later on um so yeah that's really good mm -hmm. i'm i'm glad and they're they're obviously a wordpress focused they've got a wordpress focus to them as well as being a, a um a company that allows people to sell any digital kind of good software whatever so yeah yeah no it's good no it's, it's been really good fun actually talking to them and they've been a, a delight to sort of chat to and everything they're very supportive of the podcast and everything and yeah it'll be really it's uh it's really nice and um yeah you you will all definitely hear more from them uh as as the sort of the weeks and months go on so yeah really really pleased with that and on that note ian recently spoke to one of fast springs customers about using their service so let's have a listen to that Hi Ruth, um, thanks for coming to chat to me. Um, I guess first question for our listeners, who are you and what do you sell? Uh, well, thanks. It's a pleasure being with you today. My name is Ruth Raventos. I am from Barcelona. I am a doctor in software engineering and I also did a master at DePaul University in Chicago. And I was lecturer at the UPC Barcelona Tech University and at Sade Business School. And almost seven years ago, with my partners, we decided to create our startup, Nilio. In Nilio, we offer WordPress plugins. Our two premium products are Nilio EB testing 
a conversion optimization platform to improve the designs of websites, and Nelio Content, which includes an editorial calendar and saves you time creating your content and automatically promoting such content in your social networks. Nice. And so, obviously, the reason we're talking to you because you are using Fastspring to sell those products, those plugins. Yes. Um, how, how long have you been using Fastspring? Well, from the first moment we launched our first product, this was in 2014, this is six years ago. Um, from the very beginning, we knew that we wanted to sell our products worldwide and that they would be licensed on a subscription basis. Then when you opt for selling a software as a service, one of the key elements in your technological architecture is the system you use for the management of subscriptions and payments to such service. And we didn't intend to develop our own subscription billing platform, and we looked for several solutions. And FastSpring was the recurring billing and subscription management solution that cover almost all our requirements at that moment. We always use FastSpring yeah. from the very beginning. It's obviously, yeah, there are, probably back then there was other options, but FastSpring, I guess, are, as you say, have everything you need. What What's the, the most, uh, or what's the best thing you like about FastSpring? Well, there are many aspects and problems related to internet payments that, that we really have no interest in knowing about them. <laughs> so um, we know that with FastSpring as a reseller, we can't forget about all those problems, security, uh, managing the management of customers, and so on. So we start with their classical platform, which we like it because it was very easy to create products in the store, defining prices, coupons, and what we need for promoting our products. But then, I think it was in 2015, we need better reports for our KPIs. And when I contacted them asking for a solution, they offer us to start working with a better version of the contextual product, the new one. And we like it, the change. It includes a much better dashboard to understand our metrics. And we also, we also like how the new pop store feature that the, how it was integrated with our website. So we, we, we could integrate the purchase process on our website without the need to leave out what our website, which provides a much better experience to our customer. That being said, uh, I think that there are still any software always, there are always things that could be improved, of course. Yeah, and I guess you just don't have to manage an e-commerce platform yourself on your own site. Which is yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just looking at your uh your website, Nelliosoftware.com um at the moment. So is that is that just a plain WordPress or just a static marketing site and you then have the fast spring integration so when you wanna buy it takes you to either their modal uh, if you go to our products, there are two products, Nelio A B testing and Nelio Content, you can click and go to the pricing page. And there, if you try to buy any of them, the pop-up window, pop, uh, you can see it. Yeah. And then you can just buy it. So it seems that it's part of the whole checkout process. Nice. It's fully integrated to our website, which we really like. 
but and, and is it a case of when you're releasing the the plugin the plugin code has some code you know a class or something that contacts the fast spring api to say um here's the customer's license is it valid um activate it allow them to have updates and all, all of that stuff it, is that easy to do with fast spring yeah yeah very easy because i mean uh, we have integrated completely the, the this purchase process with our cloud service so uh, with webhook and which it means that uh, automatically when the a customer buys a product he or she is going to receive an email with all the license key and everything and then in, in our case, uh, once installed the plugin in, in, in the WordPress site, he only has to put the license key and that's it. But it seems a whole process that it's, I mean, it's completely integrated and it's very easy to follow. For a customer, at least, I think it's very easy. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing, isn't it? You want to make it as smooth as possible for customers to buy, yeah. to yeah. Um, update, to like they don't want to know about this stuff they just want to have it you know buy now that's it yeah 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 yes and also fast spring offers you those templates so you can write exactly the text that you want that the customer receives and so everything it's very customized ah so you can customize the modal the, the checkout modal that pops up yes 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 oh, that's great well that was my next question what i mean and this probably won't be the answer but what was what do you think is Fast Spring sort of killer feature. What's the the thing that makes you happy using them day in day out? Well, I really don't think that it's just a killer feature. I think that for us, it's a platform that solves many issues. In addition to what I just said, I think that for us, uh, Fast Spring implies that the whole account management is simplified. Otherwise, we will need to hire one or more dedicated exclusive people to manage bills and customer management um, and what I really like uh, about FastSpring is that is their concern to continuously improve their system by adapting it to new market needs so which it means this is automatically translate to to our improvement service also to our customer so this is what they really like about them. No, that sounds great. Well, thanks very much for just taking some time out of your day today and talking about Fast Spring. I think that's a really good insight to actually how you use it and and the benefits. And yeah, the more I t- the more I talk about um, Fast Spring and the kind of the service that it gives, whilst also working like on my own things, trying to integrate payment providers into my wordpress site and trying to do this and this and all the things that fastspring does does make me think why am i wasting my time (laughs) yeah yeah we are happy with it okay great well thanks thanks ruth thanks for talking to me thank you has been a pleasure (laughs) meeting you Bye. bye indeed um I was going to say some other stuff that I noticed this week. Um, you know the guys at High Rise Digital that we've, I guess we've spoken to before, Mark and Keith? Yep. They did a WP Cafe. Oh, yes, uh, I saw I that. It was, was it yesterday? It might have been. Like I annoyingly 
turned like saw a tweet or saw something in the uh, WP UK Slack channel about it like an hour too late to actually catch it live. But I saw I watched a bit of the Zoom, uh, the sorry the the YouTube video after the fact, and it was really good. They, they had both of them hosting with three people talking about um, using Gutenberg and the block editor in in real life, kind of like a developer challenges of using it on client sites and. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a roundtable discussion, really well done. Like I was, I watched it. I was impressed. Like I know Mark and Keith are, are, are quite pretty, pretty capable guys, and they, they've been recording either content for podcasts or doing video series before. And I followed Mark on his. He has a sort of a, a golf focused um, Instagram channel, so he's he's getting like he's really getting into the sort of digital content production. But I th- the WP Cafe thing was really good, and having kind of three, I guess experts, people who have been using it recently, the block editor to do stuff. It was a, it was a really good discussion, and I think they're doing more. I think they've got a, a multi-site one coming up soon. Yeah, I'm just having a so look. They've got it the, scheduled uh, for the 9th of July. Actually, the WP Cafe two uh, on on their yeah. high rise digital YouTube channel. So yeah, no, it's good. I will. Um, I will save that to watch it later. It's an hour and 14 minutes there developing themes of Gutenberg yeah. in real life things. So I'll, I'll definitely save that and watch it Watch it one evening. Yeah, that was, that was good. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was Alex Denning, who came on the show, friend of the show, who runs Ellipsis, the marketing agency, really with a WordPress focus. They're hiring at the moment. I just saw he tweeted out a link to a job board for the hiring a content manager. So anybody listening that loves producing content copywriting and they're in the wordpress space and and looking for a gig that is one to look for um i'll put that in the show notes as well and talking about content or and learning stuff online like the wp cafe stuff did you do wordcamp bu last week or weekend (laughs) where was that no (laughs) no i didn't uh i didn't because and that's my fault really i i Wanted to do it, and I was going to take you know the days off. I even put my out of office on and everything. On the Friday, uh, what was it? Thursday, I think it was contributor day, and I didn't get involved with that. I didn't think I was going to anyway, but I just didn't. On the Friday, I was going to get involved, but it seemed to start. I want to say about one o'clock in the afternoon, and of course, I work mornings, so I thought, well, I can reverse my day. Mm. That's fine. It just wasn't going to work out that day, as it turned out. I had lots of other things, not necessarily um, work stuff, because I put my out of office on. I was sort of definitely going to take a few days off from it. But actually, there was a lot of like admin stuff and things computer-based that I ended up having to do. And I had, and I just got them done in the morning in the end. Um, and then on Saturday, well, it's it's the weekend, so I, and I was, you know, what with you know family off and everything all the time at the moment and lockdown and everything, I wasn't gonna then take that as a day, you know, to sort of do anything. So I yeah. actually saw and did nothing about it whatsoever. Um, I did look to see if I could watch some of the talks, but I noticed that they were basically it was footage from the entire day, like six hours worth, or just one big stream, one big stream, kind of yeah, thing. on um, the WordCamp. Europe channel so I haven't bothered to look through I'm sure there's timestamps or something that I can click on and just kind of get to the right point but I, I, all the all the talks that I want to see um, I haven't looked at yet at all I haven't sort of fi- mm. found them I do want to I, I always like um, watching the Matt, Matt Mullenweg's one 
Um, and I try and sort of stay up to date with that um, just because he gives quite a good, I think, a quite a good um, overview of how, you know, WordPress has gone in the last year and what he's expecting in the next year. And sorry, I'll just take a little pause. If you can hear a tiny voice, because my son just ran through the garden, looked at a bunch of flowers, said some gibberish, and then ran off again. Because um, he does nice. that now. Um, but yeah, so no, I didn't do any of it, which is a bit of a shame, really. I'm... You had such had such good intentions, Jack, and then you ended up doing exactly like me, going, I've not got no time for that. I know, I know. That kind of really makes your videos better, so I've been just having a little fiddle with that. I've got LifeX bulbs in my office, and I'm trying to get the daylight kind of all you know the light settings just just right so i was just having a fiddle with that really are you doing are you doing more videos are you doing more content production uh or are you just playing with new toys in your it's office a, Is that what yeah saying? it's a bit of both so when i so i've got two i used to have one dell screen and i, and I have my macbook next to me and now i've got two dell screens both the same on a monitor arm in front of me and my laptop is now closed on my desk. And when that happened, I thought, well, I'm, I'm missing the webcam. So I bought the, I can't remember what it is, Logitech. It might be a C920. It's a 1080p webcam. And it has like a mic and I don't know if it's got speakers, but it's got a mic on it as well. But obviously I've got my Blue Yeti mic as well on a boom arm that I can kind of push out the way, much like yourself. So I get quite good audio and um video to a certain extent from the webcam but yeah in terms of lighting it's not it's not great so i'm just having a little fiddle to try and make it better but um i record quite a lot of uh walkthrough videos for clients and things so you know once i've done something specific to their site like i've added a new feature or a new post type loads of different like custom fields things like that they'll want a video to refer back to about how to use that particular thing and what those fields relate to on the front end and all that sort of stuff so i do quite a lot of those sorts of things. Um, and I've got, you know, screen capture software is, is pretty easy anyway, I think, to kind of do. Um, mm. You can do it in QuickTime, for example, you know. But um, I do want to do a bit more, like, face-to-face -face video. I thought it'd be quite nice to have the pers like the personal aspect in my new plugin. So when I record videos for that, I might include, like, myself talking in the bottom corner, that kind of thing as well, just to show that I am yeah. a person, this is my plugin, this is what this does. And I think when you can see another person, it adds an element of um, you just kind of chatting it through to another to another person, to the viewer of that video, rather than having this great big scripted yeah. thing. And I just find it a lot, a bit more exhausting. And I've sort of been a bit inspired because I've been watching a few like Twitch streamers recently. Um, there is, I'm just gonna bring it up because I can never remember his exact name. Um, but the chap that maintains, I think it's WPCLI, he has a Twitch stream and, hang on, where is it? Oh, Alan Schles Schlesser, Schleicher, Schlesser. never know yeah. how to pronounce it. Um, yeah. But yeah, he has a Twitch stream. Super and, nice guy. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's done a few, I mean, he did one a couple of days ago. Um, he does WPCLI office hours and it's a 45 minute stream and he was just explaining some things that are happening and stuff he's working on developing and it's all just kind of live and it was quite interesting really, but I was just trying to take a a note out of that kind of thing and watching some people doing stuff um, with streaming yeah. and everything. And we've spoken about um, the Matt Report guy. I feel like, obviously, his name is Matt, but I, I, this his last name is um, disappearing from me. But he, he does some pretty good engaging videos that he either does and actually talking to the camera or an inset kind of thing and like 
that type of video production is a lot more engaging, I think, than just, as you say, scripted with just only hearing your voice over a demo video. Yeah. Of, of you know doing stuff in your plugin. Absolutely. I'm just so yeah. Because I, I was going to say I'm just looking on his using site. Loom a lot at the moment. Sorry. Oh, right. Yeah. There was a huge delay in what we were saying there. Sorry. Car please carry on. Uh, I was just saying people use this Loom, L-O-O-M, a lot to produce videos, and that by default has a little camera, or, you know, the, your in-picture of you talking at the same time. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you, you were saying about Matt's site. Yeah, I just went on the Matt report because I thought, oh, what is this? Second, I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head either. It's a, And it says at the top of WordPress podcast for digital businesses, my name is Matt, and I do a lot. But I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure you do, Matt, but I want to know what your second name is. My name is Matt. I know that bit. I'm going to call him Matt Report. Yeah. No, it's, it's Matt Madeiras. That's Matt it. Madeiras, yeah. That would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Um, if it was, if his second name was Report. If his surname was Report. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it was, oh, it was made to be. Um, actually, there is one more thing I forgot to mention. I did tweet about this in the week. Um, you know the Freemius guys, they put together a new content... Uh, they're doing a new video series for people who are building WordPress plugins, products, or whatever, and it's a kind of like a, a tips and advice series from people who are doing it and have obviously been semi-successful, I guess, in that space. Yeah. So I'll be following along with that. Did you see that come out? The I did. The I got. Day? I get WP Mail, which is a newsletter, WordPress newsletter that comes out usually on a Thursday evening, um, and in, in yes. the UK. And I saw it was at the bottom of that. Uh, and I did want to check it out. Um, the, the experts corner—that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, I'm delighted in everything, and I don't—I don't want to sound negative, but I always find Freemus's stuff is is insanely detailed, which is great. But it means it's a really long read, and I don't have time for a lot of long reads. So I prefer mm. bite-sized, sort of ten-minute or less things. So uh, I have to sort of sit down and dedicate myself to it in some way. I, I will, I will do that, and I've got so much stuff to read at the moment, but. Um, yeah, I, I will get around to it, but it did look very good. It did look very interesting, especially considering, you know, obviously me doing the new plugin at the moment. So, well, this is it. I think the video, the first video in the series is about nine minutes long. Mm. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. Their blog, their content marketing is definitely, you know, it's it's a book to be taken a leaf out of because they have dedicated really, really long, um, comprehensive blog posts about things. And it must do well for them in terms of search engine traffic and getting people to their site Definitely. for those blog posts. And then obviously, there's a lot of call to actions on their pages to get people to use Freemius. And, and that is obviously something that I'm aspiring to do with some of my plugins. But it's hard because having content writers and people who are producing outstanding content is, is hard and costly and time consuming and everything. Mm -hmm. Which I guess ties back to Alex Denning's job posting. This is that's what ellipsis do for people, um, and obviously they need help doing it. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's the freemius course. Um, I don't know if there's anything else we wanted to chat about. It's just so I guess we've kind of defaulted to our coronavirus catch up whilst we're in lockdown. We haven't really got any more guests coming on in the near future, um, but yeah, if people are listening and they would like to come and talk to us or, or suggest people to talk to or even suggest some topics to chat about we will happily take some feedback um you know either on the website or drop us a review 
Absolutely. But yeah, is there anything else you wanted to cover, Jack? Not really, no. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just, just looked out my window. That was a big mistake. Uh, my son is gripping the washing line uh, in, and it's quite windy outside at the moment, and just shouting at the top of his lungs. I don't know if you can hear it. I mean, he looks like he's thoroughly enjoying himself. He looks mad, but uh, yeah, beautiful. Anyway, nice. How old is he now? He turned one at the beginning of March. We're quite fortunate in that we were able to have a birthday party for him before lockdown, so I was quite pleased with that. Yeah, yeah, nice, mental, insane, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, no, nothing else to add from me. Um, only thing I thought actually. Was, I was a little bit surprised about was that the WordCamp thing was that there was there was no like follow up things that were sort of mentioned. So like um, you go to like Apple's WWDC event, for example, which is 22nd of June this year. And mm. they afterwards, all of the Apple like rumor mill sites and things like that, they'll have, you know, Apple released this product, that product, you know, they'll have little segments and pieces about, you know, the things that were announced and discussed and you know, um, all that sort of stuff, features coming up in the next version of macOS or whatever it might be. Um, but there was none of that that I noticed from, like, say, I don't know, any of the big, I'm not going to name names, but none, none of, like, the big WP News sites that I could see. There was not, like, little recaps of things that happened at WordCamp. And being that that WordCamp Europe is obviously quite a biggie, um, I was quite surprised by that. Um, as, a, as a, you know, mm. if you can't go or you couldn't attend or you didn't want to or whatever... You could have had like a little piece, even if it was just about each talk or even if it was just about Matt Mullenweg's kind of, you know, chat and stuff. But I haven't noticed anything. Have you seen anything like that? No, you're right. I haven't seen it. I haven't, haven't looking too hard, really. I, I mean, I have, we've not had a post-status. I'm not sure if you remember or not, but I haven't had a post-status newsletter for a while. Um, that seems to have yeah dropped off a cliff a little bit again. But that normally would have something. But I've... Yeah, I've not seen. Mm. Um, but I, I wonder whether or not it, it's just not the, quite the same that people aren't, because people haven't physically gone there, people haven't physically enjoyed it and and come away from that experience really like pumped to write about it. Like You're not going to get the same kind of... Because we always do a Delicious Brains post covering the event and what we did and blah, blah, blah. And like it, with it being online... Are people going to you know take the time? But mm. and and maybe Matt Mullenweg's like as you said, you haven't watched it yet. I wonder whether or not it's not got actually that much juicy stuff in it. Maybe it's just like, well, we're still going with the block editor. We're now working on full site editing. It's like it's not news. It's not you know maybe I'm wrong and there was stuff in there and it's just not been covered as you say. But yeah, yeah, I can't imagine too much is going on at the moment. No, maybe not. No. Uh, talking of streaming setups, Matt actually put up about his updated uh well not streaming but you know like video chat kind of setup that he's just dropped like ten thousand dollars on and there's a, a post on his site about it and it's it's really good actually it just goes to show you how much you can do and how much you can get and you know how much you can improve things really i suppose if more and more people are working mm. from home then um it's going to become you know a bigger deal to make sure that you're seen and heard properly so yeah <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Right, well, yeah, we will chat again soon, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I will speak to you again. Yeah, good talking to you, mate. And Yeah, stay safe and, yeah, 
speak to you next time. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.